Percy, like an architect who drafts plans for the proper construction of a home or a building, we're suggesting a cancer survival plan today. Yeah, Wayne, you know, the whole point of an architect's designs or plans is to ensure that a structure will be able to stand and withstand the adversity of the elements around it. And at what cost will it take to complete that? And so Mm -hmm. the same would be true for the prospect of surviving a cancer journey. At some point, one will need some plans. And perhaps we should talk more about this on today's show. We'll hear from a man. He's a multiple cancer survivor. He'll share his cancer survival plan that has helped him be a thriver. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I should say Reverend Percy McRae. Uh, Pastor P, welcome. Hey, buddy. It's good to be with you again. It's good to be with the audience again. I'm excited about today's conversation. I know. We serve such wonderful people. Thank you for your feedback on this program. We are uh, doing something a bit different these days. We're asking you to submit your questions to us. And if you'd like to do that, just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. We used to ask the questions, but frankly, I think I'd kind of like to hear what's on the minds of our listeners. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, there may be something that is triggered or stimulated within the discussion that we didn't think about, Wayne, that may be something that people really would like to ask and get some input from. So please submit those. Uh, We would ask you respectfully not to send us any type of medical-related questions. We're not really competent to answer those in that regard. And we don't play doctors on TV. No, no, we don't. (laughs) So you need to have a conversation with your healthcare professional in that regard. But anything that is relevant to the mental, emotional, and certainly spiritual aspect of being a cancer patient or a uh, a caregiver of a cancer patient. And uh, I will read those questions and potentially uh, we'll actually read the answers to them on some future shows coming up. So we're excited to hear from you. So send us your questions, please. Okay. Health, hope, and inspiration.com. Click on connect to type in your question there. Uh, Percy, you have uh, spent much time uh, counseling and interacting with people in the cancer community. We're going to hear about one man's survival plan today. Have you seen this in other people? Well, I don't know if people have actually consciously labeled, you know, having a survival plan. But what I certainly can say is that in the midst of being a cancer patient, you know, receiving certainly your marching orders from a medical perspective, that there are things that then people tend to build into. Here's some things that I need to start thinking about doing and working on on a consistent basis while being a cancer patient. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, unofficially, uh, they were survival plans. I just don't think that they labeled them as such. Sure, I understand. We'll get to our guest here in just a moment. Uh, Open the word with us, though, as you always do. Well, our spiritual nugget for today is found in Luke's gospel, and that's the 14th chapter and the 28th verse. And it's going to speak exactly to the conversation as we open uh, as a discussion, and that is this. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? And in other words, we have a scriptural reference with regard to planning, thinking about things that would be necessary in order to accomplish a task or to move forward uh, with a project. And certainly being told that one has cancer, 
that's a project. That's a job that that needs to uh, basically have some supportive plans, uh, whether on a personal level, certainly with regard to a, a medical execution of what people should think about that they need to incorporate and, and be part of, of their intentionality. And so today, allow this word to kind of wash over you as we listen to today's conversation. All right. We'll get to our guest here in just a moment. Well, we are excited to announce that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide are teaming up to make a premium subscription of Abide's mobile app free to the HHI community. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day. Rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Text HHI to 22433 for your free subscription. Quiet your mind. Relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. Once again, text the letters HHI to 22433. We believe you'll be blessed and encouraged. Well, let's get to our guest today. As Percy talked with him earlier, here is Reverend Percy McRae. Well, hey, 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 I'm back again with another compelling conversation and uh, a familiar voice, one that we've heard from before uh, and just a great guy, cancer survivor, cancer thriver. I think that both of those words really are not adequate to describe who this man is. He's an overachiever at at the very minimum. Uh, But my friend, uh, our friend of the show, Keith Guernsey, who has had three types of cancer, uh, prostate cancer, uh, melanoma and multiple myeloma, uh, just to name a few things that he's gone through. He's had a couple of uh, uh, brain surgeries. He's he's overcome morbid obesity. This man is a true definition of overcomer. And today he's going to come back to talk with us about some about a plan that he has utilized that has worked for him, that has kept him moving along, kept him healthy and and vibrant. And so today, welcome back to the show, Keith Guernsey. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing I'm doing great, Reverend. How are you? Man, Thanks now again for having me on. Well, now that I'm talking to you, man, I feel like a million bucks. It is impossible. <laughs> it is impossible to be in your presence. I'm gonna say this and not feel the vibration of hope and life and energy, man. I love that about you. And it's contagious. So I feel fantastic yeah. now that I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, 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 thank you. Thank you. I hope I can live up to that uh Great introduction. Well, I know um, that you will, and I know that you can, and and that's that's exactly the reason why uh, you're probably one of the few people that I've brought back on multiple occasions to the show because I think that you great. have so much to offer, and uh, and and of course we're here to encourage and inspire the cancer community, sure. and you have been on the cancer journey and still to a certain extent still are. So let's talk about a little bit yes. before we get into this nine point plan that you have that keeps you. Uh, uh, on the road of of health and wholeness and wellness, uh, how are you physically doing? Any physical or, or medical updates that you have at this point? I I feel phenomenal. It, you know, I, I pinch myself to, to, you know, because I think I might be dreaming, but I feel perfect. I mentioned before we started it. I went this plan. You know, it's my plan. It works for me, um, and it took me from essentially being bedridden for nine weeks, including four hospital stays to the point where I ran consecutively for 40 minutes on a treadmill last Friday. Wow. Wow. And at the young age of 70, (laughs) I feel better and healthier, both mentally and physically than at any time since I stopped playing hockey at 28. So again, this plan has worked so well for me. 
I've been asked to share it. I'm a myeloma coach and an Immerman angel. Okay. I've been asked to share it with my patients here. With, with again, the disclaimer that it's my plan, and my plan doesn't work for everybody. There are components of this nine-point plan you can take, take, take away and utilize. The very first one is um, find the best medical care, find the best doctor. And, and that sounds like it's very obvious mm-hmm. and even simplistic, but it does stem from a real conversation I had with one of my first myeloma coaching patients. Mm-hmm. And, and she started off initial, our initial conversation by telling me that she was not at all happy with her doctor and with her medical care. Yeah. And I said, well, then you need to get a second opinion. Yep. And she said, but I don't want to offend this doctor. I, and I stopped and I said, doctors get asked for second opinions all the time. They will not take offense to it, but you owe it to yourself, to your family, to your friends, and to everyone who loves you to get a second opinion, a third opinion, whatever works for you. You need, you, you need to have your gut tell you you're getting the best care possible, especially in a cancer environment like this. Yeah, and, and I uh, agree with you 100%. And at the end of the day, I think you're right that doctors today are probably more accustomed to this than previously. Sure. But, but again, uh, the, what I would say to that is it's your body, it's your life, and you need to be comfortable with the relationship or the exactly. plan of treatment exactly. or any dynamic that 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 either does or does not make you feel a, be, being empowered uh getting a second and third opinion we talk about it on the show all the time if you feel you need to do so then absolutely do that number 2 let's talk about number 2 plan in your plan my friend well for for me that's uh so fundamentally important because i've said this in previous discussions we've had yeah my lovely wife, Susan, mm-hmm. has been my sole caregiver because the nearest family is a thousand miles away. And she's been with me day one through all three of these journeys. And when I even think about, you know, being maybe sad or, oh, what was me or, or why me? I look at her and, and I realize, you know, she's the strongest woman I've ever known. And she's done great as my caregiver. As a matter of fact, she wrote a very moving passage as an addendum to On the Road to Remission, my newest book, that have moved a lot of my readers to tears. And, you know, other family and friends, um, you know, all over the country, emails, phone calls, texts, my son in Boston, my sister in Boston as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were texting and calling Susan every day to check on my progress. And when I get home, um, you know, I, I, I try to remain calm and stoic as much as possible. So I wouldn't get myself worked up yeah. and I wouldn't get Susan worked up. But when we pulled into the drive on November 1st of 2019, there was a huge banner stretched across my garage door that said, welcome home, Keith. Yeah. And it was signed by all friends and neighbors. And I just lost it. I broke into tears. But, you know... You, a support network is so critically important. If you don't have family nearby, join a support group. Go to Health Tree and ask for a myeloma coach who's experienced at this, like myself mm-hmm. or someone else, and get you know find other ways to get support. Whether it's a support group, mymyeloma.com, or whatever the case may be. 
Yeah, I often say that there's there's typically no real successful cancer patients that I've known that did not have someone or someone's uh, in their tribe, their community, their 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 orbit that was there supporting them, cheering them on, helping them. Cancer is not a solo sport. Uh, it is a team activity. And, Absolutely. Uh, and so with that, that is a great recommendation. The other thing that, that I need to just say very quickly before we move to point number three of your plan that works for you, that's been suggested, mm-hmm. uh, that as a suggestion, is the fact that you are also an author of five books. And I'll make sure to put all of that information uh, in the show notes if you're interested in any of sure. Keith's uh, printings and writings that you can access that. He's written five books, and uh, I, I think you'll find them compelling uh, more or less. And so with that, point number three, my friend, what's point number three of your plan? This is a plan that you've developed, that you follow, that you use, that has been beneficial to you. Point number three. Right. Um, you know, don't skip on medications, prescriptions. Once you've gone to point, going back to point one, found the best doctor, the best medical care, mm-hmm. follow their instructions. I talked to a number of people mm-hmm. who haven't done that, and it's it's hindered them. It's hindered their spiritual growth and hindered their progress towards, you know, being a, a cancer thriver. Yeah, and I think what's important with that is that, you know, I just want to say as a disclaimer, remember, we are not, you are not a medical doctor. So, you know, don't don't exactly. try to be Dr. Welby and you make decisions about what you should or shouldn't do with your medical care without touching base and, and being uh, aligned with your medical health care provider. It is important. And if you feel like that for whatever reason that you don't you don't want to continue with your medical plan, maybe it's because you have lost faith in in that relationship and it's time to seek right. a different healthcare physician. Going back to point number one, I think that's yeah, vital exactly. and I think it's important. Point number four, my friend, of your plan that's worked for you. Well, let me let me tell you a little uh, funny story, um, Susan. I think I've mentioned this in previous discussions. Susan and I met on a blind date. Yeah. I, I'd been a bachelor for 17 years and had fallen in some very, very bad habits. And she do, she said, you do know what the four food groups are, don't you? <laughs> I said, of course I do. Pizza, Chinese food, Ben and Jerry's, and Bud Light. <laughs> that and is funny. Now, now I'm eating broccoli and apples and oranges and... Um, Lots more fruit and vegetables. I mean, I, I don't do the Bud Light anymore. I have a beer once in a great while. Mm-hmm. I don't do Ben and Jerry's except once a year. Okay. Um, I have pizza in much less mod, much much more moderated yep. in terms of uh, corn. I used to be able to hold, eat a whole pizza. Yeah. Now I have a couple slices and I'm ready for a nap. But um, you know, it, it's. I mean, you can pick up a cancer book living. You know, when we first started this process, we picked that book, Living Well or Eating Well with Cancer. Right. And we followed those those instructions in terms of fruits and vegetables yep. and, you know, plant-based, plant-based vegetables and that type of thing. So, yeah, get proper nutrition is, is point number four. And, and, again, we've talked a lot on this show for those who follow the show of the important balance of good nutrition and etc. And also be minded, be reminded of the fact that we are not suggesting that you know uh, a dietary uh, uh, regimen is necessarily going to heal anyone of cancer, but it certainly does help to promote 
uh, health and well-being and can be a contributing factor uh, to one's journey in, in their cancer experience. All right. Uh, with, without question. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Uh, it's helped, helped me um, enormous amount. Um, and, and next we're talking about exercise. Yep. And number five. Yeah. Now, now, you know, let me qualify this by saying that I've been on a lot of um, myeloma sites, mymyeloma.com. Yeah. And many others, many cancer sites. I've talked to a lot of people who aren't very mobile, um, and, and you know can't run a mile or what. And you don't have to, mm-hmm. but just keep moving yep. as best you can. Um, walking's great, swimming's great, sure. stretching. Uh, even you know if you're bedridden, which I was, you know, three or four years ago, you can get those stretchy bands. I had the PT guy bring them to me, and I was. Yeah doing stretches while in bed, you know, with my arms and legs and that type of thing. So, you know, just keep moving. I, I recommend people buy, you know, a Fitbit or something like that. And if you just walk around the house, you'd be amazed at how many miles you put on in a given day's time. And I do like, even after I've been to the gym for an hour in the morning, I put on four miles the rest of the day, walking our dog, Chasing him around the house. <laughs> um, I've already done 4.15 miles, and it's not even noontime yet. Yeah, and and, well, there, and there's no question. You know, uh, getting some type of movement, and this has been huge since COVID as well, because most people were so sedentary and sitting in the house all day. But but moving and, and doing something that works for your physical limitations. Again, when people hear the word exercise, it tends to bring a shrill to them. But again, this is about doing what you are physically capable of doing. But moving right. and getting your body into some type of consistent motion certainly does play a part. You just feel better after you you, you get some sort of type of exercise at the end of the day. Absolutely. All right. Number six, my friend. Okay. Number six is, as we talked about earlier, a controversial area, vitamins and supplements. Yep. If you go to a, a cancer website and you say, what kind of vitamins should I take or what kind of supplements should I take? Mm-hmm. You'll probably get 10 different answers. <laughs> but again, once you've gone back to point one and you found the best doctor, the best medical team, and your gut tells you, I'm with the best. Yeah. You, you follow their instructions or their guidance, if you will, to mm-hmm. the letter of the law. Mm-hmm. I was taking five vitamins a day and I, I felt okay. Then I talked to my doctor. She's got me taking only two, two vitamin B12 and one iron. And again, I've never felt better. Yeah. So you need to follow the guidance of your doctor, your medical team in that area. But, you know, they can help. They can also hurt if you take too many. And and if you're taking something that may be uh, uh, that that may work against what your your actual medicine uh, that you're taking or prescriptions that you're taking, this is the reason why going back to number one is always, you know, when in doubt, go yep. back to number exactly. one to make sure that you know you are not doing anything that is counter uh, your medical treatment and plan. But certainly at the end of the day, talk to someone. Uh, I would suggest on this point that is licensed, uh, a naturopath of some sort. Of I know, course. Yep, and I know at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, we have licensed uh, naturopaths who also work with your health care team providers so that, again, you're mm-hmm. not doing something that will be counter uh, of your, your medication. So uh, fantastic advice. Number seven, my friend. Okay. Hydrate, hydrate, and hydrate some more. <laughs> um, I drink two 20-ounce glasses of water before 7 o'clock in the morning. 
So, you know, that's, that's also very, very important. And when I say hydrate, I do not mean vodka. Okay. <laughs> um, not, you know, that's the, the old like, Dean, the old Dean Martin hydration <laughs> process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, water, you know, yep. flavored water, yep. Gatorade, something like that, um, is is great. You know, they they recommend at least eight ounce eight eight ounce glasses, so sixty four ounces minimum a day. Sure. And I do about eighty. Okay. Eighty ounces a day. So you know that is. That is also very important, and I do it early, as early in the day as possible, for um, which dovetails into number eight, so that I can actually get some sleep. All right, number eight. You know? Yeah, um, you know. It, again, I'm going back to these message boards. There are people that have trouble sleeping. Well, you know, my advice again goes back to number one. If it's chronic. Talk to somebody. Yeah. Talk to you know my um, clinic has a sleep disorder portion. You can talk to somebody there. Right. Talk to your doctor. Um, for me, you know, I, I have an active enough lifestyle so that at the end of the day, I take a hot shower, a glass of warm milk, and I'm off to La La Land. <laughs> you know? But it, it doesn't always work for everybody. You know, um, with multiple myeloma. A lot of people have bone pain yeah, and can't get comfortable, you know, and, you know, I would never advocate something like melatonin or Ambien or something like that. But that's, again, where you have to go back to number one, talk to your doctor, talk Correct. to your medical team. Yep. If it's chronic and you, you've got so many nights in a row where you can't sleep or you only get minimal sleep, um, it affects you completely the next day mm -hmm. because you can't. You can't get exercise. You're not your best self. You know, maybe you get a little depressed, that type of thing. Uh, and it's, I guess it's easier for me to say now that I've, you know, developed a good sleeping routine. Yeah. And I, I get enough activity and exercise during the day so that I do sleep well at night. Well, no, it's important. And, and you're. we've talked about it on the show. I actually interviewed a doctor who wrote a book about this called uh, uh, Sacred Rest. And she actually outlined seven areas that we need to be working on resting and getting adequate rest. One of them obviously is sleep, but it's just, it's just important. And again, a, a lot of people struggle with not getting enough rest and enough, enough sleep as they should. And then now our final uh, point from your plan that you've utilized that has worked well for you is cultivate and maintain a positive mental attitude. Let's talk about it, my friend. Right. When I first walked into the clinic uh, about four years ago, one of the young ladies that I talked to in finance, she said, I really admire your positive attitude. You're going to do well here. Hmm. So, you know, it's a it's a uh, it's a choice you make. And I've had that. I've been fortunate to have that since day one. I've just been a, a very positive person by nature, enthusiastic. You know, I look around and, you know, I have the, I, I married to the love of my life, mm -hmm. my soulmate. Yeah. And if I even think about wanting to have a, you know, a little down moment, I look at her and then I look at our little doggy <laughs> and, and I look around and, you know, we have our dream house on Lake Lanier. Yeah. Um, we're now healthy enough to travel extensively, you know, and 
you know, it isn't it isn't perfect, but it's darn close. You know, <laughs> I got to tell and, you, and that's a good thing, my friend. As a matter of fact, Reverend, I one of my goals is to be one of the few free time cancer patients who live to be a hundred. Oh, I love that goal. That's a great so, goal. I'm, and I'm working towards that. You know, I have no doubt that I will uh, accomplish that that goal. Well, no question in my mind. Just based upon just these nine suggested points and a plan that you've you know you've authored for yourself that you follow, uh, I would say you know what's important ultimately at the end of the day is is to know that again we all need to be mindful of of if not all of these something on this list that we probably could enhance, do a better job with, or be more conscious of from a disciplined right. perspective. And I think that that's the key goal. We don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed. We know, you know, sometimes people hear a list and go, oh, I can't do all of that. And that's beyond my scope. You know, just start working on some of these to see how yeah. that may impact you. One of the things that uh, I think that a statement that you made that I, that I think is important, you said that for you, this plan has enabled you to run continuously uh, on a treadmill. And again, you made the statement that, you know, last Friday alone, 40 minutes, you know, for the first time in 40 years. And so uh, what I would say, and, and I'll give you the last word just before we close in a few seconds that we have that the process of health and wholeness and wellness is a pursuit. It's a journey. It's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that you can do just one time. There's an element of consistency, I think, that that needs to go with anything that we do to try to uh, enhance our well-being. And with that being said, uh, I'm grateful that that you have You've taken on that challenge, my friend, and I can't wait yeah. to see what the next thing or the next set of things <laughs> that, that you're going to do and then be engaged with. So I'm going to give you the last and final word okay. to the audience, somebody who may be just listening, who may be just being diagnosed uh, initially for the first time of cancer yeah. recently. Uh, they're, they're not, you know, they haven't been doing this long and they, they may be a little overwhelmed. They may be a little frightened. Uh, what would you say to that one person that's listening today to encourage them with your indomitable spirit, my friend? Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> I, I want to talk to anyone who's in that any situation. If they've been just been diagnosed or they've been, you know, 10 years in remission, you know, and you want to go over any of these points. I, this is just a thumbnail. What yeah. we talked about today. Yep. But I'd be happy to talk to anyone at any time. You know, just talk them through. One point, nine points, no points, just generally talk. Um, anyone who wants can reach me by email. Yes. And I'm going to say it and spell it. Because okay. I'm told I still have my Boston accent. <laughs> it's the Gerns 2005 at yahoo.com. That's T Tom, H Henry, E Edward, G George, U Unique, R Robert, and Nancy as Sugar 2. 005 at yahoo.com. Please contact me anytime. You can also find me on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, you know, I'd be happy to talk to anyone anytime. So if you want this night point plan in detail, shoot me a note over email and it's in your inbox the next day. Thank you, my friend. And I just want to thank you for having me on. This has been great. We've had a lot of fun as always. Well, I'm glad we could catch up. And again, we'll continue to talk with you because you always bring something to the table. And that's the idea of what we do here today. You have heard from uh, our friend, 
Keith Guernsey, and uh, as he has said, a local Bostonian who now lives in Georgia. Put those two accents together and see what you come up with. <laughs> still trying, still working on it. Uh, he is a uh, three-time cancer patient. Uh, he has worked through uh, those processes, and he outlined today for us his his nine-point plan that has helped him uh, to, to regain a sense of wholeness and wellness and to move in a forward direction. And some of those or all of those may be of value to you. And if so, reach out to Keith and uh, he'll get that to you or he'll have a conversation with you or he'll share with you how he's been able to manage and get to this point. Uh, cancer is not necessarily a sprint. In many cases, it's a marathon. Uh, and so uh, the Bible tells us that the race is not given to the swift but for those who endure to the end. And so I thank you, Keith, for being an endurer, a my fighter, pleasure. and an encourager, my friend. Until the next time, uh, you have heard from Reverend Percy McRae, Health, Hope, and Inspiration.com. Thank you. All right. Take care, buddy. Have a good day. And we're going to hear more from Percy here in just a moment. According to the National Cancer Institute, approximately 39% of men and women will be diagnosed with cancer at some point during their lifetimes. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. So to address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor, a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the Ministry Leaders Network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities, and there's our informative monthly email newsletter. So visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page, and please join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Percy, the guest we had on the program today, Keith, has been with us previously, and we always learn great things from him. Now, his plan works for him, doesn't it? Right, and, and I, I think it's important to emphasize that, you know, there may be aspects of his plan that may not uh, fit or work for other people, but I would encourage you to then sit down and think about a plan that will work for you. You know, speak with your healthcare provider, obviously. I think there were several things that, that Keith mentioned that were, you know, absolutely spectacular, you know, along the lines of, again, talking about, uh, you know, making sure you find the right doctor, get plenty of sleep, you know, eat healthy, you know, diet, mm -hmm. uh, vitamins, supplements. Those are all great things, Pretty again, but there universal. may be something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, but there may be some other things that you may think of that may be uh, more uh, in tune with who you are and what you need to do that you may need to add. The point of the conversation more than anything is you sit down and develop a plan that will work for you in conjunction with your healthcare team and then follow that plan. And you may even need to alter it from time to time, but get a plan that you believe that will help empower you to push and work through your journey of being a cancer patient. Yeah, the point is Keith got us thinking about our plan or the plan that we need to have because of his, uh, his approach mm -hmm. here. And uh, setting goals is very important as well. It's not always easy for some of us to do that and to stick <laughs> stick with them. It's easy to set them. It's not yeah. easy to stick with them, isn't it? But it's it's very important. Yeah, it's a great point. At, you know, as a cancer patient, you know, set some goals are huge. You know, where do you want to go? Where are you foreseeing 
uh, moving in a direction of as an ultimate destination. Again, I tell people all the time, it's it's virtually impossible to tell someone to swim to the other shore if you don't give them to the other side, if you don't give them a shoreline to mm -hmm. swim to. Yeah. So there's something that you need to kind of visualize. Some people call it a dream board, you know, a vision board, whatever you want to call that, whatever works for you. Put a plan in place that makes sense to you and for you and that will motivate you, more importantly, to your point, Wayne, to to stay uh, connected with as you are moving through the process and in some cases the rigors of treatment with cancer as you continue to believe and expect good things to happen to you. I can imagine how hard this is in the midst of getting that devastating news that you have cancer, but it is important that you focus on these things and, and have a reason uh, to move on. Correct. It's, it's, again, it's a motivating factor. You know, with, without a purpose and without a reason, uh, you're like a ship without a rudder, basically. So, you know, again, uh, having something that is sitting in front of you as something that you can work toward, it also is a, a, a tool that can empower you. Because a lot of times what happens with cancer patients that they feel that they are disempowered. There are mm -hmm. things that are not yeah. in their control. Right. Well, these are things that you can put on your plan, your list, that are within your control. Technically, you can control your diet, if you will. You can, you know, those are things that you can manage. And it gives you, a, it gives a cancer patient a sense of self-empowerment. And self-empowerment is really important when you're working through a scenario and situation that tries to disempower you on so many different levels and the more power that a cancer patient can take back and regain uh, it just gives them a psychological and an emotional sense of I am in control of the things that I can control and that's good for me at the end of the day psychologically yeah and it's going to require the help of others around us I mean a simple example is what we eat you know to have other mm -hmm. people working with us in that regard instead of tempting us all the time with things that we <laughs> we shouldn't be eating right uh, and yeah. to have have that supportive uh, support around us of, of meeting these goals. Well, and again, so if there's a plan in place, something that you have clearly established as a lines of demarcation, whatever it may be, that you're saying that you want to eat more, you know, fiber, you want to eat more fruit, whatever, then you have someone, you know, your caretaker, you know, family, friends, and et cetera, you let them know that that's part of your plan now, yeah. so that they can be like coaches right. for you. You're on the same team. They, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So then they can encourage, they can kind of, you know, you know, we don't want them to be the police, but no. at the end of the no. day, based upon uh, how much power that you you give them, you want to them to help you stay encouraged to maintain your plan and stick with your plan so that you can continue to move forward and move through that process. So absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, mentioning food, our resource this week is Foods of the Bible. Uh, this is a resource we've offered previously, and many people have downloaded this and found it to be very helpful. What would you say about this? And this is probably our most popular I, uh, I wondered if that wasn't the case. Okay. Yeah. It, it, because food is universal to all of us, obviously. And I would think even from a faith-based perspective, because for us who still congregate and fellowship together, you know, everything that we do from a fellowship perspective is around food, obviously. So, you know, we thought it would be important to list foods that are cancer friendly, that mm -hmm. will help to empower and help an individual to fight through cancer that also that were listed in the Bible that had nutritional value associated with it. So we did this kind of wasn't a deep, deep dive, but we dug around and looked at what what are the foods that are mentioned 
uh, that are healthy for you, that are cancer friendly, that are mentioned in the Bible. And we put them together because now you can begin to incorporate that potentially into your plan, your cancer survival plan. Yeah. The one that you designed for yourself. That's correct. And so, again, it's your plan. You designed it. uh, You feel in charge of it. And then you are empowering others to help you maintain it. It's just a wonderful resource that will allow you to stay focused and give you something to target with regard to uh, this potentially can help me or will help me or may help me with my cancer journey if I eat more of this, if I eat less of that. And again, then you have a biblical reference for that food scripturally. Yeah. So it all makes sense at the end of the day. And that's the design of the resource and the purpose of it. Well, the good news about this is you don't have to wait for this to come in the mail. It's available to you right now at the website. Absolutely. And you yeah. can download it and you can print it out. You can get as many copies as you want. You can share it with friends who may have similar interests as you in this topic. Foods of the Bible is available as our featured resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, after listening today, maybe it prompted a question in your mind that you'd like to ask and Percy we would welcome those questions absolutely so again write them down go to our website healthhopeandinspiration.com look for the connect button and type in your question that you would like to ask us and we will read those questions and on some future shows we'll read some answers to those questions and maybe stir up other people and 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 prompt other people to think about other things we want to hear what you're thinking and what questions you may have again remember we're not here to answer medical-related questions. Mm-hmm. That's for your medical team right. and your your healthcare uh, practitioner. But anything that is relevant to the mental, emotional, and spiritual journey of being a cancer patient or supporting a cancer patient, we would love for you to send us your questions, and we will attempt to answer them uh, and read some of those on future shows. Use the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Connect. All right. um, This is a faith conversation, and our guidebook for faith is the Bible. And you shared a passage with us earlier I'd like to circle back on. So our spiritual nugget, what did we talk about today, Wayne? We talked about having a plan, Mm -hmm. planning. And so the scripture that we read is found in Luke 14, verse 28. And it reads as follows. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower or wants to start a project or wants to do something. Uh, Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Question mark. The point of this is, what is it that you are wanting to do? Well, have you sat down and thought about what will it take to get this done? And so the same is true for being a cancer patient. You have your marching orders from a medical perspective. You know, you you have your treating physician. And now what do you need to do to support this endeavor? Count the cost. You know, I need to eat better. I mean, maybe I need to lose a little more weight. Maybe I need to get more sleep. There were some things that were suggested in today's conversation. But you sit down and write your plan of things that you can do, that you can manage, and that you are in charge of, and then equip and empower others around you to move through that plan to finish the construction of your of your project with regard to being a cancer patient. And prayerfully, those things will equip you and allow you to move further and do everything that needs to be done to get on the other side of that project. And we stand with you believing that at the end of the day, God is going to equip and empower you to do exactly what you've become intentional about with your desire and your plan to move forward. I'm so glad you chose that passage today. I really am. Well, Pastor, we appreciate and love what you do, and uh, it serves all of us. So thank you for that. Um, I think it's time to go do something. Now, what is it we're supposed to do? 
Well, we talked about today about having a plan. So you need to remember that we've got work to do. So I hope that you are planning to keep chopping some wood. There are things that needs to be done and executed. And so go do your part as God does his part. And we will pray with and for you and believe that the best is still yet to come. God bless. And plan to join us next time for Help, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.